the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Well, I just woke up from a post-COVID vaccine nap, uh, and uh, Jesse and Steve starting off this Zoom call with uh, uh, just a humdinger of a conversation. Can't even, can't even fathom the interest that you're going to have in what Steve is about to tell you because that sounds like sarcasm. <laughs> he is deep in the net. Sometimes not, I just not like, like to a Habs him. overtime goal, but like deep in the net. You see what no. I'm saying? No. Oh, go Habs, by the way. Treason. <laughs> Treason. Can't wait to talk about that. All right. All right. So what happened? Chomping at the bit all day. No, I just asked Jesse, I go, hey, have you seen that video of them restoring seats at a soccer stadium um, with a blowtorch? Uh, these seats have been sun bleached over many years and then they take a blowtorch to it and it's all better. It looks brand new. And I thought that was interesting. And my friends don't really cool. And then you got into a conversation about a shark. You took, I don't know how you jumped from seat to shark, but you did. It's got six gills per side and they found it at a depth of 3,300 feet, which I think is really cool. Is it, the, is it like a new sharks. shark? Is it an old shark? Is it just a shark that they're like a neighborly shark? Like what's the uh, deal with the shark? I don't know. I got a, I got a, all I see is the video. And it's you're cool like talking about, you're telling me about the shark's bird or something like that. It's like, dude, wait, what's the context here? The shark can jump higher than Morgan Riley. Okay. There it is. All right. So, so this was, these are the top two things on the front page of Reddit. No, not even necessarily. It's just two things I happen to see. Jesse. Oh, okay. Jesse. Okay. Uh huh. Jesse. Uh-huh. Do you think there's ever any way that you would have found similar content to Steve? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not even logged in, though. So, like, it's not catering to my interest. It might be GPS, lo- uh, uh, not GPS, you know, geo-specific. Yeah, they'd be like, that's the, Dangle's neighborhood. One of the things on my front page today was me. So imagine my surprise when I saw me. And how much of a traitor I am to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so yeah, let's let's talk about that. Because there was a tweet last night that I think a lot of people misinterpreted that you sent out about you uh, the Leafs being, or the Habs being money in the bank or something like that. What did you say? Okay, here, I'm trying to find it. So someone goes, uh, so what I initially did was I thanked everyone for watching the stream. Watch a Habs game with Steve Dangle. The numbers are incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and the numbers, I was so surprised and pleased with how good the numbers were, despite we had just gremlins yesterday, just uh, horrible technical difficulties that thankfully sorted themselves out um, by about halfway through the game um, and uh, all throughout the third and overtime, we were good. And so someone who I'm sure regrets ever tweeting me, uh, mm-hmm. said, so how twisted are your emotions at being paid to stream the finals, but there are no Leafs? Because we're going to be doing Watch a Habs game with Steve Dangle in the Stanley Cup final this year because the Habs are there. Mm-hmm. And I said, the Habs have literally put more money in my pocket than the Leafs these playoffs. I've honestly never disliked the Leafs more. Those mm-hmm. are two separate thoughts as as demonstrated by the separation of sentences i go the habs man pleasure doing business with you lol i'm having a blast doing these streams if i waited for the leafs i'd be waiting forever giddy up so what did jesse how do you interpret that statement 
I interpreted that a very sleepy individual decided to fire up Twitter.com and mm-hmm. ramble on for a couple sentences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a fair point. Oh, so th- oh this is my fault. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my fault. Well, okay. well, uh, so okay. so I guess okay. I got a bunch of here's the thing, Steve. When you That's also not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're a traitor, Jesse. <laughs> what 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 were Reason. you saying, Jesse? What were you saying? No, I was just saying it's just uh uh, you had like four different thoughts in in one tweet, so I can understand why I was misinterpreted. But that all true. you had to do is just say, "Hey, it's been fun to do the streams," which I think you could have just said. Yeah, right. Did yeah. did you? Okay, Mister. I got fine. Do you see okay. anywhere in there where I was like, "I'm not cheering for the Leafs anymore. I'm a Habs fan now. I'm a fan for hire." No, anybody who any interpreted that? that way completely missed the point. And the, just, the whole thing. They the whole want to do tweet. that. I, yeah, the whole reason you tweeted is because you're mad at the fucking Leafs, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I am mad at the Leafs. All right, so I am mad at the. If you're not, mad, if you're a Leafs fan and you're not mad at the Leafs right now, I don't understand how you ever watch a game and cheer for them. Jesse, are you mad at the Leafs? Because bad things don't register for you. I don't understand how good things do that. Like your 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 radar, your whatever. So, something's broken in there. Something's not working properly. Jesse, you mad at the Leafs? I am not thinking about them, which is, I think is worse. Yeah. So yes. And, and yes, that's worse. Yeah. That's That's apathy, my friend. Me going heel, me going full Hulk Hogan, NWO and uh, giving the leg drop to Macho Man, Randy Savage and going to the Montreal Canadians as a fan and abandoning the Leafs would be better for the Leafs Mm -hmm. than just not caring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well they, they gotta win right back now. my caring right now like that's yeah. that's where i'm at yeah they mm-hmm. do i, mean, I had I, well you gotta understand that there's some every time that there's fallout from something you tweet i get it because people are like well adam knows steve and his dms are open so i'm gonna tweet him and see what yeah. he thinks about it now I, yeah, I, I, i'm gonna tell adam more. like steve's his freaking dog <laughs> well there's a lot of people who will message me and i know they mean well like hey can you pass this to steve and it's like no i can't because there's oh. like 40 messages like that every day and i i completely understand but um, I did I get know how I am to you. Really? <laughs> I, all I get is messages for Adam to pass along. Oh, I'm I sorry. Got, I got one from, I'll tell you one right now. I got one from a history teacher in the GTA who wanted to pass along that they think it's a great idea for you to start a History Corner podcast Love it. because history is so boring. And that's a teacher in the GTA. And they said they don't have Twitter, but they want to pass this along. So they sent it through an email and they wanted me to tell you that. So through the contact submission form in our sdpn.ca <laughs> yeah. website? Yes. Wow. That we, you know they're a history teacher because they use something historic to get in touch with us. It's crazy. <laughs> email. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I think... I think at the end of the day here, Steve, um, I think people, some people took it as you were gambling on the Montreal Canadiens, meaning like- I don't understand were, you, how they got there. Because they, you said money in the bank or yeah. something? Money no, in your pocket. No, I, I said they money put more pocket. money in my pocket than the Leafs. These right. Players. So, so and I, I think, followed- Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I, so I followed it up. Um, someone goes- uh, I get it too. I think where a lot of people are reading too much into it is him talking about how much money he is making while talking about the Habs. He's continuing to work by watching Habs games on stream. I'm certain he wishes it were the Leafs he was covering. Steve, what said, do you do for a living? Make videos about hockey. Specifically? The Toronto Maple Leafs on my ah, channel. So when the Leafs are out, what happens? 
I just, I just, uh, like a bear, I go to sleep for several months and I awake in training camp. Part of the reason this show even exists is because the Leafs have been terrible and we needed other ways to, to vent and talk. And, um, you know, and so, I, I mean, anyway, at the end of the day, it seems like a misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, Steve is not gambling on the Habs. He's not oh. cheering for the Habs. And listen, man. And I think you made a good point earlier, Steve, and I unfortunately cut you off because I'm a mess today, and I'll just be straight up. With that. I, do, I do not feel good. Um, the the if you're not mad at what happened with the Leafs, um, you haven't been watching the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> like it's it's uh, it is it's frustrating. And you know, people, somebody actually in my DMs today was very thoughtful, and and uh, and they said, "Well, I just don't get it. I just don't understand how you can be this mad. There's still hope." And of course there is. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. Now, There's much younger. Every season when they drop the puck, every, all 32 teams can win the Stanley Cup. That's yep. just, there's always hope. Always hope. I'm going to be there too. I, yeah. I think, I think that there are some things though that occurred. And, and we, we're going to talk about this when it comes to Mark Stone as well, uh, when it comes to, you know, Vegas and what happened to them in this sure. series. We'll get to that in just a second, by the way. Yeah. Um, There's some body language things that I saw with the Leafs this playoffs that were extremely concerning. There is some stuff that frankly happened behind the scenes that we'll never get into that I'm frankly super still pissed off about. And, um, and, and I think there's a, a culture again of entitlement here. And until such time as they prove otherwise, I think that um, I felt like I was quit on as a fan, frankly. So if, if, if and I, in fact, based on what happened, uh, it, it, it's quite clear that there are certain people that are not willing to take responsibility for what happened. So anyway, long story short, let's get to Vegas and Montreal. I can understand the outrage from Leaf fans. We're all just mad. Oh, how about like you keep asking sure. me what it's going to take for for the the Leafs to get us all back and excited? Big move this summer. Going to need a big move. And <laughs> something. Go ahead, Jesse. If we're going to do Vegas and Montreal, can I uh, ask you guys? Can I tell you guys that I'm confused still about what Montreal is? Sure, is, I am too. <laughs> like, do you guys do you feel some confusion? Are, I, sorry, go ahead. I don't know what to expect next year out of them still because they're a, a, an amazing team since being down 3-1. And they're, I think, the second best team. I think Tampa right now is still the front runner for the Cup. But Montreal's in the Cup final, and they're not. So who knows? Their first team qualifies Stanley Cup playoffs. They played unbelievable. Carey Price is great, but they finished 18th in the standings. And you look at their roster next year, and there's probably half a dozen rosters you pick ahead of Montreal's. So I'm still confused at this team that's in the Stanley Cup final. I don't know what they are. And if you guys have any insight, that would be great. So they're a well-oiled Kakuna, a well-oiled Metapod, and they press harden, and they harden, and they get harder to attack. They're, they're a Kakuna, they're a Metapod. We, we've talked about this before on the podcast. It's a Pokemon that cannot attack. It can only defend, but it's a, its defense is extremely defensive. It's really effective. Their problem was they couldn't bloody score. And then in comes this kid, this five foot seven, 165 pound child. From school. From he school. literally left school. He literally, like, with his backpack over his shoulders. See you guys. I'm gonna go play in the in the show. He's Ash Ash Ketchup leaving. Yeah, leaving uh, leaving the town. And he goes to Laval, and it's very obvious right away. Oh, no, oh, he doesn't belong here at all. Goes to the NHL. His first two goals are overtime winners, and he had 
one fewer goal in that series against Vegas than all of Vegas's forwards combined. And I think no, they Cole, tied, didn't they? Wasn't it four four? Uh, and then, and then, um, no, because they had one in that game. So I think Caulfield had four and Vegas had five. I might be wrong. Because who scored in the – oh, Riley Smith. Right. Okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. So there's that. I I think he's a a huge missing piece here. Brendan Gallagher has two goals. Mm -hmm. Philip Deneau has one goal. No, he's – sorry, he has zero goals. Shea Weber has one goal, and it it came last night. Those three players are an enormous – chunk of the Montreal Canadiens. Philip Deneau's assist on the overtime winner was his first point of the series that was six games long. His third point of the playoffs, he is averaging a point per round. And what this kid does is he allows them to be what they are to a wild degree. Now, Brendan Gallagher is not a defensive specialist. He scores goals. He can't right now. His hands busted. Mm-hmm. So they say, well, how's your feet? And he goes, they're pretty good. Okay. Well, what if we put you out there with Deneau and Lekkonen, who's also got some pretty good feet. And you got that, 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 that line got their first point in the sixth game and they won. They're going to the Stanley cup final. I saw a tweet today. I almost threw up the Montreal Canadians are going to the Stanley cup final and not a player on that friggin' team has more goals than William Nylander. <laughs> this season? I, like in the regular season? Yeah. Like, you should... I should be getting more criticism for remaining a Leaf fan. I really should. No, 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 because oh, it's this, illogical. It's illogical and dumb. It's not, it's not about the Leafs. Well, it is, though. Well, because <laughs> focus, I, I, focus, I, no, no, no. Focus on the Canadians for, like, four minutes. Fine. I just feel like I didn't get to put a bow on my point that I'm grumpy about. Yeah, um, I can tell. So, <laughs> woo! Praise um, the Canadians here for four minutes. Like. So, Cole Caulfield allows Montreal to be them. Mm. He does. Because they could have done this. But you're going to get cracked. You're eventually going to get cracked. I don't care how good you are at defense. If you can't score a goal, you can be the best team in NHL history, and the game will go to octuple overtime. But if you if you can't score, you lose the game. That's how this works. Now they can score. Their depth, Corey Perry, is good for a scoring chance almost per period, or at least something that looks roughly dangerous. Joel Armia, same deal. Eric Stahl's a bit hit and miss, but he can contribute. Josh Anderson's at least a factor. Like, it's just unbelievable. You look, the Habs uh, outside of Caulfield, I don't know if they have a single player who you'd look at and you go, they're having a great, they're having a great playoff offensively. But Caulfield's presence allows them to specialize. Specialize like crazy. And behind that specialized style they have arguably the greatest goaltender of the last decade and a half. It's a hell of a formula and it's gotten them to the Stanley cup final. Yep. Now on the other side of that, you got Vegas, Mark stone, especially even in the, uh, in the post game press conference talking about how uh, he's the captain of this team. He's got to take responsibility. Yep. Zero, 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 zero everywhere. 
he was not Mark Stone, Stone decidedly. And obviously you lose Chandler Stevenson, but you know, you expect that the Knights should be able to recover from Chandler Stevenson or at least be able to compete. What do you say about Mark Stone's performance and the effect or lack thereof of effect on Vegas? Last year, they're up three games to one in Vancouver. They score one goal in game five, zero goals in game six, three goals in game seven. They won that. So there's four goals in three games. Mm-hmm. They play Dallas, shut out in the first game. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Three goals in the second game. They won. Two goals in the third game. They lost. One goal in the fourth game. They lost. Two goals in the fifth game. They lost. And then in this one, I don't have the numbers up. They couldn't bloody score. And all I need to tell you is their forwards had five goals in six games. Listen, Philip Deneau is unbelievable. He doesn't play 60 minutes a night. Where are you? And this is why you go to Vegas. This is why you sign in a market like Vegas. No disrespect to the fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. But, buddy, you would be in a in, 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 in a food processor right now. <laughs> Your name would be in a food processor if you did this in a Canadian market. I'm not even going to say Toronto. Any Canadian market. First game was good. 4-1. Great. Second game, score twice, lose. Third game, score twice, lose. Fourth game, score twice, win. Fifth game, score once, lose. Elimination game, score twice, lose. They can't score when it matters the most, which is not something I thought I would ever say about the Vegas Golden Knights. It's 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 a little bit... Uh, I'm, I'm not... I don't even want to say it's a little bit like the Leafs, but when the puck is not on a defender's stick, that team's trash. Totally ordinary. They're a little flawed in the way that they've been built by uh, Kelly McCrimmon because they've thrown so much money at the defense and the wingers that they're just left with a huge gaping hole down the middle. If they, you're running with Nosek and Stevenson and and uh, who else is in the middle? Uh, Nicholas Waugh. And then William Carlson, like that's your, if those are your top four centers, like I don't have confidence that you're going to be able to score consistently because the wingers aren't really driving the play, especially in this series when you see them struggle against a team that plays such great defense like uh, Montreal. And you see in the power play versus everybody with Montreal, but they're able to shut down forward groups. And when mm-hmm. you don't have a center that can score on your team, how do you expect to score a goal? One of you pulls out Vegas's regular season stats. I'm tapping the sign. Anyone listening to this right now, I'm tapping the sign if you pull out their regular season bullshit. Okay. okay. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I, I'm just pulling up their cap friendly. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Not, not you two. Okay. Not you two. I, think, I think going out and getting a center is probably the first number one thing on McCrimmon's list this which, offseason. Which brings me to Jack Eichel for a second because <laughs> it doesn't have to Vegas be Eichel. Is, it could be anybody. It does. It it's does Vegas, me. baby. But I think here's the thing with Vegas is they had a team that surprised a lot of people a few years ago. And, you know, they're, they're a top two team in the NHL, top four in the playoffs, pretty good, right? Hard to, hard to criticize. But when it does come down to the final four, you do have flaws that are exposed. And I wondered if, can you be a victim of making too many moves? 
Like I look at the, and this is pre-cap era, so you have to kind of bear with me on this. The Toronto Maple Leafs used to trade too much. Yes. They had two great runs in 93 and 94, and they had guys like Kirk Muller, uh, Dave Anderchuk, uh, Glenn Anderson, uh, uh, Mike Gartner, guys who were money in the bank for 30 goals, and, you know, obviously Doug Gilmore. And they were able to get Matt Sundin as well, which is pretty spectacular. But they kept trading, and then they had to go out and do something like, and no offense to Wendell Clark, but trade future Islanders captain Kenny Johnson, top-tier defenseman Kenny Johnson, to the Islanders for Wendell Clark. And the pick that drafted Luongo. And the pick that drafted Luongo. They had to do things that, like, so after, if you look at their trade record, it looks really good about 91-92 when Cliff Fletcher jumps in. But you look at 94, 95, 96, and you start to go, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I wonder, sometimes it's very Vegas. It's like, hit it. Hit it again. Hit it again. Sir, that's 21. Hit it again. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a, it's, it seems like they're overbuilt, if that did makes you, any sense. Did you pull up the cap friendly? Yes, I did. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to do something that will prove your point. The Cat Friendly has a little tool that shows how a player was acquired. How yes. many are So in four years, how many forwards and defensemen are left that were drafted in the expansion draft for Vegas? Five. Five guys. So in, in four years, your roster, only five guys are left in your roster. And like out of those five, how many are regular? Like, well, uh, like one of them is William Carrier. With no offense to William Carrier, but you right. Know, it's so so we're Carlson, down to four. Carlson, Marcheseau, McNabb, Flurry, and that's it. Uh, and then Carrier. You know, and, and it's not. Listen, I I think it's I think a lot of tinkering. It is a lot of tinkering, and you do get significant roster turnover in any NHL market. Maybe you could look at the Leafs and go, "Hey, the last four years they've uh, made a lot of moves too," and you, you'd be right. You'd be right. I think though. Uh, I mean, what was the last team, Steve, if you can remember this? Because you are unbelievable with your memory on this. I'll try. To, to win without a, a dominant number one setter. Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> they had dominant number one center back then. They had, I no, think, I mean, former this leader. Year. Oh, this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about the Cup 93. They had like Vinny Damfus and they had some other, again, formerly Vinny Damfus, who they traded for Grant Fuhrer. Mm. Could have kept him and had Doug Gilmore and Vinny Damfus at the center. Boy, you got to go back quite some time. Uh, no, no, like I'm all the way back at Datsuk. Are we back Carolina? at Getzlaff. I bet they got Brindamore. Brindamore was, was along the lines of uh, like Ryan O'Reilly, who ended up winning the Consmith. Uh, oh, Consmith went to Cam Ward that yeah. year. Con Smith winner Cam Ward. Um, but yes, and they did have a young people forget how good young Eric Stahl was. Holy oh, he was shit. He was really amazing. good. All right, so we gotta go back and we got Brad Richards. He won the uh Con Smith. Uh <sighs> who won it in 2003? We got uh that was the Devils. They had it's been like, a very long time. It was like Bobby Holik Devils. Yeah. And who was just criminally underrated. Yes. And a guy and a guy worth getting the jersey for. And I think this is another problem that Vegas has. Um, everyone who got a Mark Country Flurry jersey, congrats. Um, but like 
you need to players need to be around long enough for it to be worth me getting their jersey <laughs> for the love of god so what's what's the minimum length do you think two Can years you hold on to a couple of them for three years yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i mean and here's the thing they do have cap money to spend like mark andre Fleury's deal is up um after next actually see. after yeah. this year no it's yeah. not you're right oh my god yeah i could yeah, see them running it back with that two tandem if if uh seattle doesn't want flurry for another expansion team. i kind of think they should they should i was I thinking about think it today should. i was like is flurry gonna start another expansion team it might might be fun. no no i'm saying i think vegas should keep them vegas should keep them oh, okay yeah the cards land where they land like if if they take one of them they take one of them mm-hmm. i mean leonard who's Leonard's got four years left, mm-hmm. you know? So I would assume they're protecting Leonard over Flurry. Yeah. Um, but because of his age, I don't know. That's It's very good. It's a very, it's a very interesting thought. And who knows? You know what, what else is interesting is there could be side deals that have already been made. And we just don't oh, know. Yeah. Hey, that I, was I, the case with Flurry, was it not? I have a question. Ron Francis, does he have any... I know he was in uh, management um, in... Uh, in Carolina for a long time. There was rumors of him coming to Toronto. never happened. But then was he ever in management in Pittsburgh in any capacity? Can you remember? Uh, no, I can't remember. Because I'm wondering if there, was any, if there was any connection there between Ron Francis and Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, just because Pittsburgh people are, you know, the Pittsburgh no. Penguins stick together. And I just wonder if, you know, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, Fleury's clearly a good guy to start a franchise around. Yeah, but remember, like, Francis isn't the only dude there. Like, I, I did not call Dave Haxtell. That was weird. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, you know, Alexander Mandricki and, and you know, a bunch of others uh, are... What's that? I don't know who that She's is. She's in the management group. I was, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> so I wonder if she'd come on the show. Probably not ahead of the team doing an expansion draft. I'll try to ask her. But... um. Yeah, it's uh, they have a very interesting offseason coming, um, and they're in a great spot. They're they're in a great spot because you know your flawed, extru- you know, very flawed team is still good enough to finish second in the regular season and make it to the third round of the playoffs. That's good news. Mm-hmm. You have assets, and mm-hmm. guess what? Not only do you have assets, you're not losing one to Seattle, which I just realized they don't have to protect one of those goalies because they oh, are exempt. Yeah. I I keep forgetting. No, you're not an <laughs> idiot. It's just there's a, there's one team in the entire league that's exempt. Yeah, what a dumb uh, rule. And they finished final four in both both years. You I know think what? dumb rule, but that was the rule from the beginning. Yep, I think it's good. I think it's good. Let them. Why not? Good for them. They it's went fun to for the Vegas cup to final. Yeah, nobody thought they were going to the cup final. No one thought that. It is no the NHL's Vegas fault. Do anything. Vegas's success is the NHL's fault. And that's good because they want to attract more franchise tags. Believe me. The next one, Vegas costs $500 million, Seattle costs $750 million. The next one's going to be a billion dollars. And the NHL wants at least four more. You know that. So it's, it's believe me when I tell you, this is great. They want the Kraken to be really good as well. Now, I, so, I do want to... Vegas's Stanley Cup final, first round exit, conference final, conference final. Yeah. Second round exit, I think. Weren't they last year? Didn't they did they lose to Dallas in the second or third round? Third. Oh, it was they third. Beat, okay. uh, the That's Canucks in the second. That's pretty great. I don't remember who they That's pretty the great. Well, I'm sure they addressed the centerman thing because one thing you say about Vegas is they are not afraid to make a trade. I sort of wish the Leafs had a little bit of that uh, when it comes to the big players. 
um, because we sure, I think we could use a change, but um, Vegas, I, I would be shocked if Chandler Stevenson is center number one next year. Be shocked. And that's nothing against him. Nick Suzuki would sure look good right now, wouldn't he? Mm. On Vegas. Oh, well, someone was like, uh, a player who you drafted and traded away coming back to haunt you. You're officially a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, Welcome, awesome. to the, Welcome to the NHL. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, we got to quickly talk about Dave Haxdahl being the uh, new guy in Seattle. So uh, he was the Leafs defensive coach um, and his name sort of surfaced. And Steve, I think you mentioned it on the last show. You said something along the lines of Dave Haxdahl, or, or was that our meeting yesterday? Um, Might you have said, been our meeting yesterday. Well, then over lunch, Steve said, well, this is interesting for the Leafs because maybe this opens up an opportunity for Bruce Boudreaux to come back and, and actually coach here. He played here, but the, the, the thing is Dave Axtall, defensive coach for the Leafs, former coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, now the head coach of the Kraken. Here's the question. Why? I honestly don't know. Um, I know he was very highly touted coming out of university. Like I'm not trying to be insulting. No, I mean, they played, the Leafs played good defense this year. Yeah. yeah that's, he, that's why this made me sad. I was like, ah, the defense is the one thing that really, really worked. Right. Well, and from a Leafs perspective, Sheldon Keefe, head coach, bring in Boos Boudreaux. He does the power play. But wait a sec. Doesn't Manny Malhotra do the power play? Not anymore. He goes to the penalty kill, which is a thing he actually did as a player. That is what I would like. And he was a specialist. Yes. From a Kraken standpoint, I mean, Manny Malhotra strikes me as exactly the sort of freaking player the Leafs could use. Anyway, um, Dave Haxel. He was very highly touted coming out of university. He went to Philadelphia, very mixed results. Um, I know Flyers, how Flyers fans feel about him. Um, the one thing I would say there is Philly's got a little bit of Toronto syndrome where, where someone fails there and then everyone assumes they're garbage forever, which I'm not sure is quite the case. Um, he was, he was a very good assistant. He was a good assistant for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their defense improved. Um, their penalty killing was top 10, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. um, it certainly wasn't their downfall at all. Um, different personnel, change up the personnel. Um, didn't really have a full-time center ever <laughs> on the penalty kill uh, throughout his tenure. Kerfoot was the closest thing they ever had to that, which maybe be an alarm bell, and he made it work. Mm -hmm. um, and he didn't even necessarily get uh, all the saves in the world either. So he did really good there, but now he's a head coach. And we've talked about this a bunch of times, like with DJ Smith, for example. It's just not the same. It's mm -hmm. a different thing. And tell you what, there's a guy who was an assistant coach that people weren't 100% sure about in Toronto. 
He goes to another team. He's an excellent head coach. Who's that? DJ, DJ Smith in, in, in Ottawa. So Dave Haxtall, uh, good luck to you. I mean, coaching an expansion team. It's, uh, I, I, I mean, it's no easy task because Gerard Gallant did it. He was wonderful at it, and then they fired him. Well, now he's the coach of the Rangers, the biggest franchise in the world. Is that good? So that's pretty cool. Also, firing your head coach seems to be a good way to win. Like Pittsburgh did it two times and won the Stanley Cup. Montreal did it this year and are in the Cup final. St. Louis did it uh, last year, right? Unless you yeah, uh, uh, fired. When Mike Yeo was like, I'm going to get fired. And then two games later, they were like, you're right. And then they won the Cup. <laughs> it was like, it, it, it was, yo, the Mike Yeo, not enough was made nationally. I'm sure St. Louis fans remember. But that beginning of that season with Mike mm-hmm. Yeo was like, bizarro world i think he made it 10 games and he was they were in last we keep going like this i'm I'm just not gonna have a job and it's like okay man you said it (laughs) i just have to i need to do a better job it's like okay like you know when you can see someone careening uh to a disaster yeah anyway craig and then jordan bennington joins and all of a sudden craig berube's a genius yeah is he a genius or is he just a coach with a goalie (laughs) dean evison i mean went from having devin dubnik to Cam Talbot, coaching genius. Coaching genius that he did that. <laughs> it's amazing that he was mad. You know what I mean? Not, not to take anything away from him, but the old saying, you show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good coach. You show there me it is. Coach, I'll show um, you a good goalie. Yeah, so uh, for the Leafs, everybody wants Bruce Boudreaux. Can they do it? Will they do it? Sure, but then... Would that make you happy? Would that bring you back on board? Uh, it would make me happy, but then, you know, you're just going to get everyone screaming, which they already have. Marner, Marner's name, like, trends every day. Like, people it's are not. It, it, it does. We got, I know, no, I know it does. I'm just saying oh, we got to. <sighs> Fucking touch grass? Yeah, we got to chill. Yeah, we That's do. enough. That's enough. Yes. I agree. Uh, like I wasn't happy with his performance either, but let's fucking chill. Here. Yes. It's June 25th. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, a guy who uh, can't win a game seven is what people are saying and it's like you know what let's do it together bruce let's let's Let's, double down (laughs) let's double down like maybe it's one of those uh like double negative things like uh i don't know i don't know (laughs) let's let's try to make it work man let's uh try to get two birds stoned at once or whatever the trailer bark boys saying is come on bruce come home i just want a leafs fan to be a coach with the leafs i like that idea too He's I like that idea. Yeah, like you know what? This point, uh, I think don't we have two years left in Austin Matthews' contract? No, please. It gotta be three. Step on my face. I, I, hope think, it's I, two. I think it's three because he signed it the year before Marner's. Uh, no, wait. Last year did. I'm looking. No, he's three. He's got three. Mm-hmm. He's got three, which is yeah, good three. but not great. 22, 23, 24. 20, okay. 2024, he'll be a UFA. This isn't Super something to worry about. Just, just in time for everyone to get a raise again. <laughs> Please step on my face. <laughs> well, that's step awesome. on my face as hard I'm as you the can. highest paid player in the NHL. Sorry, Connor McDavid, you signed for too long. Um, the, uh, uh, I, think, um, the, I think the other thing we have to talk about before we get into the press conference here, because it's a short show on Friday, is the updates with Chicago. Now, um, I have to tell you, I, there's very few stories in my life where I've seen such a slow uptake on such a tough subject. 
And, um, and, you know, obviously if you want to hear what happened, you can, you can, we'll refer you to the previous episode, but the long story short is uh, a couple of players from the Blackhawks 2010 cup run were assaulted in the middle of the third round against San Jose uh, by a team video coach who had them over to their apartment, tried to, um, I guess I should give you a, a sexual assault trigger warning here. I should have done that. I apologize. Um, tried to, uh, I don't know what the right term is, but tried to come on to them. And these players, and this is where the issue becomes even worse, is that these players went to their assistant coach who, or a, a coach on the team who took it to the assistant coaches who took it to the team psychologist, who took it to Stan Bowman, who took it to the whole thing. And they conducted an internal investigation, apparently. And uh, basically, from what we've heard today, Katie Strang, uh, among others at The Athletic, had an article today and basically talked about Nick Boynton. And Nick Boynton was a part of that team, big part of that team, big physical body. And the entire, he says the entire team knew about it. So, you know, we, we talked about last episode, the marketing department knew about it while well, the, all the players knew about it too. And they, uh, entrusted coach Vincent who has spoken out publicly since on this to go to management with this. And he did management chose not to, for whatever reason, report it to the police. There were reports. I believe I've read that say they conducted an internal investigation and didn't believe that there was, um, any sort of, um, any sort of reason to report this to the cops. Now, uh, beyond that, Rick West had followed up his story yesterday with a tweet saying that many players and executives around the league have a hard time believing this because the players involved could have physically overpowered this video coach. By the way, this video coach is a registered sex offender in Michigan. He got a letter of recommendation from the Blackhawks after the 2010 run. Basically, he was punted out the door worked at the University of Miami and left abruptly after four months. So the University of Miami is now investigating that. And he uh, was uh, convicted of assaulting a 17 year old. Um, so this, so basically by not reporting it, um, things happen down the road that, you know, if you'd reported it, maybe you would have been able to prevent this. And uh, the most important part of this is that if you look at the stories that Sheldon Kennedy and Theron, Theron Fleury came forward with, um, they were high caliber athletes. They were more than able to overpower the coaches. Uh, if you look at what happened at Penn state, uh, with Jerry Sandusky, um, you, you would think that a football player would be able to overpower their coach. You got to remember that, um, being stronger than somebody physically, uh, doesn't mean shit when it comes to this stuff. And, um, I find it really funny with all, not funny. I find it terrifying and tragic that the NHL had one of their own in Sheldon Kennedy come forward and say all these things and talk about it. And they've learned nothing. How can an NHL executive really say that? And Rick Westhead uh, reported that that's what the execs are telling him. And There's so also this more. Is, what's that? There's also more. What do you got? Uh, so Brent Sopel, Brent Sopel, who was, who was on the Stanley cup winning team with the Blackhawks. So he's now the second player on that team to say something. Uh, he responded to a tweet of Rick West Westhead's, uh, the front office staff should be in jail. The NHL is showing their true colors. Gary doesn't, I assume referring to Batman, Gary doesn't care about anyone but himself. This is absolutely disgusting, uh, that the NHL is doing nothing. And then I don't know if you saw this update because it was only tweeted about 15 minutes ago. Didn't see it. Uh, by Rick, uh, Rick Westhead. 
new, a former Chicago Blackhawks legal team. You're way better with legal stuff, dude. So I'm going to need okay. you to help translate this for me. Okay. A new, a former Chicago Blackhawks legal team has asked a judge to order the NHL club to turn over all records relating to any allegation of sexual exploitation, credible or not, made against anyone in the organization. Uh, this would include management players, etc. Second tweet: Plaintiff tells lawyer, or sorry, plaintiff lawyer tells me plans also in works for issuing subpoenas to current and former Blackhawks executives under Illinois law. Witnesses can be deposed for up to three hours. Can go longer if lawyer gets okay from judge. So. What that will mean is plaintiff lawyers is the is the um, is the person who's filed John Doe in this case, because it is a former player, but they're asking to keep their name uh, sealed for now. The plaintiff lawyer uh, is going to get every single record of any sexual uh, misconduct that has happened in the in the Blackhawks organization ever since they kept keeping records, whether they've kept those records or not. Now, this is the interesting thing. We don't know that this was ever even filed. And if it wasn't filed, if this was dealt with verbally, we don't know whether this was written down. We don't know if, if they made note of this with their whatever their HR team is. If this was not written down, it's even more damning. So it's damning if they wrote it down and did nothing. If they, did if, if they didn't write it down, it's even worse. So both, both options suck here. And... This is going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, one of the things that these lawyers will do is they will, and they'll, first off, they'll take their time and they're going to go through every email and they're going to go through every text message. And they have to, these things have to be turned over. There's records of them everywhere. You have to turn them over. They're going to go through every single little sentence. And, you know, the, the, <laughs> The interesting part here is obviously the NHL is silent on this. The Blackhawks are silent on this. From what I'm hearing from people who live in Chicago, I can't verify this. A lot of the media there is silent about this. There's not a lot being said. There was people who listened to this show who were like, I literally have not heard this and I live in Chicago. And I got to say, I'm incredibly disappointed in the media on the reporting of this story because we're just we're just a little podcast and i know we're trying to get the story out there through our voices and report on it and like rick west had is obviously doing all of the heavy lifting but a story like this when you get into the details it feels like a national controversy it feels like it should be not sports news but news news mainstream news this should be something report talked about on cnn it's a bill it's the chicago blackhawks are a billion dollar company mm -hmm. and you have a cover-up of a sexual assault on on professional athletes that well, led to that, Sorry, cool. that ahead, potentially Jason. led to the sexual assault of a minor exactly like that's that's an in, that's insane and it's so little is being made of it it seems like right now the steam is picking up but the story's been out there how is there not more people talking about it? So I just want to say I'm disappointed in the media from that perspective. So I did I did get a tweet from Mario um, Mario Terabasi. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys are 100% right on with everything in here. I will say, though, Dave McKinney and Tony J. Arnold of WBEZ, I guess that's in Chicago, along with Rick Westhead, have been on the story since the beginning. Those three deserve the biggest props on the investigation. You know, ESPN's picked it up. We're starting to see more and more outlets talk about it. Obviously, it's a thorny legal issue, and you don't want to 
libel yourself, which is why we just keep repeating the stories that we hear. Um, because we can't, you know, you can, you can speculate, but you can't really say, well, this happened because we have no idea we weren't there. Um, but at the crux of the issue is, is, you know, if this went unreported to the police, why, why, what, under what circumstance is that acceptable? And, uh, I'm curious to know where this goes from here. And there are some big names involved. So we talk about, how, how much this is spreading. You got Brent Sobel and you've got Nick Boynton both out saying that everybody knew Brent Sobel saying that people head office should be in the, uh, in, in, uh, in jail. Yeah. Now that's, uh, probably hyperbole, uh, on Brent Sobel's part, but he's pissed and you can understand why. And he probably knows the person and knows what happened and knows who it was as everybody on the team apparently did. So here's, here's the problem for the NHL. Uh, Stan Bowman is still the GM of the Chicago Blackhawks. We, uh, according to court filings, you know, he knew, according to court filings. Um, the head of player personnel was Mark Bergevin. The assistant general manager was Kevin Dayoff. The head coach was Joel Quinville. The biggest week of the NHL is about to begin in five days. Right. Stanley Cup Finals. And isn't it weird that this story is breaking at the same time in the playoff calendar as this event happened towards the mid to late third round. And what here's, if I were to say something, it's, you know, teams don't want anybody messing with their vibe if they're about to go to the Stanley cup final. And I think, I, I mean, I don't know what was going on, but it seemed like it seems, it seems odd. It seems odd. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how to, explain this beyond what we're talking about here. We'll see what details come out. It's been crickets from the NHL and the Blackhawks, and they'll probably come out and say, if they do say anything, they'll just say, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, We'll leave that up to the courts. We'll yeah. talk about when there's a verdict, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Not a good lawyer look. boilerplate. Yep. Yep. So we'll leave it at that because that's all we know. But we will continue to watch this story. And it's surprising, actually, for a TSN hockey story, how little that was even retweeted. I was... Uh, when that came out on their feed on Twitter, like usually everything they have blows up because they're big. It's like Sportsnet, right? Everything you know has like 150,000 retweets or whatever. Um, I saw like 100 with Rick Westhead. And I think because the story's ugly. So uh, with it's that, I mean, uglier. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious too about, because um, here's the thing. The Blackhawks eventually are going to have to have a press conference. Right, they're gonna have to. Well, they, they have they, to. The draft's coming. Free agency's coming. Fantasy or it's for fantasy expansion draft's coming. I call it fantasy draft. And who's gonna have to talk? I think, as fans, um, we have an obligation to refuse to let this go away mm-hmm. until there's an answer. Mm-hmm. Like one way or the other. Like I, I, I said a few shows ago, if you're one of those people, you know, you're just steadfast and always nope. Innocent until proven guilty and all that. Well, okay. The Blackhawks are not allowing anyone to prove innocence or guilt. Right? Mm -hmm. By not going to the police with this information, allegedly. Mm -hmm. They did not allow it to have its day in court, public or or legal. Or its investigation from a third party. I also... um, 
I, I'm curious about um, whether or not um, this is tough. Like, like as as Blackhawks fans, what was surprising to me, uh, we we actually released this piece as a clip on our SDPN channel. Um, what was shocking to me is how many Blackhawk fans are like fucking again. Seriously. Very little defense. Yeah, no defense. Right. No defense. It was like to a person, they're like, how the fuck am I supposed to cheer for this? There's been multiple instances of terrible things happening here. What's going on? And again, you know, we don't know. We were not there. We don't know what the investigation was. The court will reveal will, will reveal all or it won't. They'll settle and we won't find out anything. But it went unreported. I still like to know why. I get the I don't get the impression that's how this is going to go down. By the way, the player is only seeking $150,000 in damages. So this doesn't strike me as a I want a bunch of money case. Does that not seem right to you? Like, you know, you're you're striking at a billion dollar organization, you're going to ask for 150 grand. It's going to cost you more than that to pay the lawyers. They want justice. Seems that way. So we'll leave it at that for now. There are more updates. We'll feature them. Let's get to the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I think this is a fun exercise from at TML underscore Chandler. You can add one forward and one defenseman from Leafs Pass, and you add it to this team. Who are you adding? So I'm going to let you pick one forward and one defenseman from all-time Leafs. Anybody who's ever put on the uniform, you could put them on next year's team. Who are the two guys you're taking? And they're uh, in their Steve, prime. They're in their, you get them in their prime. You get to pick the year. I'll even let you pick the year that they are born in 2021, you know? So their age, I should say. So Steve, you're up first. Adam, you're up next. Oh, you yeah. Um... I think I am going to take... Sorry, Iggy just walked in the room. <laughs> Hi, Iggy. Do you want to be on the team, Iggy? Sorry, the reason Iggy just walked in the room, by the way, is uh, before the show, Adam, you wouldn't know this. I was telling Jesse, my door fell off. Oh. <laughs> the door <laughs> to the blue room. slamming it so hard? Fell or? off. Uh, no, it's... So when we got the carpet replaced, the door jammed like really tightly. So it's a lot of kind of pulling it and I got to ram it in and then... I realized one of the screws was loose, so I tightened it, and then it came undone again, and I tightened it, and it's two screws. And then today, I gently closed it, and it fell off. <laughs> just so right now, I don't have a door. That's not true. I do have a door. It's just off. Okay. Right. Uh, so to answer your question, um, up front, I think I'm going to go with Dave Keon. Hmm. I know. Why? Well, admittedly... I'm a little young to have watched him, uh, but he just seemed like the sort of heart and soul, take no shit guy mm -hmm. that this team needs so desperately. And then on defense, I'm trying to think of that big bruiser. The oh, come on, Tim you Horton. Really? All I want, right. I want Tim Horton because he literally looked like. Like if they painted over an action figure of Frankenstein to make him look like a regular dude, mm -hmm. like he was, he was enormous and he, and he just had this chiseled superhero, like Incredibles 
jaw. He was he was huge and took no shit. So I'm going to say two old guys, which may not be the most exciting answers for all of you, but I don't care. Dave Keon and Tim Horton. Okay, um, my my picks are better. I'll just say I know. That. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay, so I'm struggling up front. Clearly, you got to go with the center. You have to. The Leafs haven't had spectacular wingers in their history. They've had good, really good wingers, but like we're talking like Hall of Fame wingers, not too many. Uh, the two guys that I would would have to fight between, I think, because of their stature and and a little bit of recency bias, are, are Matt Sandin and Doug Gilmore. So who do you go with? Matt's who made Jonas Hoagland a perennial 20-goal scorer. Uh, Doug Gilmore, who bled for the team in the, in the conference finals and was robbed by Wayne Gretzky. Conference finals. And robbed of the Hart Trophy, too. He was the better player that year. Come on. Okay. He was. I'm going to give it to Doug Gilmore because Doug Gilmore's peak was better than Matt Sundin's peak. If we're talking peak two to three years, Doug Gilmore's peak, to me better than Matt Sandin's peak. This is a guy that literally lost the Hart Trophy because Wayne Gretzky existed, which is fair, and has the most points, most assists in club history. You're going to get shit for that comment, but you're right. Uh, oh, it's, he was he's the best. He's the, his right. prime was better than Matt Sandin's. Matt's was better longer? Yep. 100%. Yep. And maybe, maybe you might even be able to argue, like Doug Gilmore was a great defensive center as well and doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, especially, you know, Flames fans that remember the 89 run. Him and Neuendijk were fucking spectacular centers. Just amazing. Leaf legends, both of them. Both of them. But Doug Gilmore in his prime at his peak, those two years, 93, 94, that is just, he was just unbelievable. And I'm going to say Doug Gilmore up front because they need a heart and soul bleed for the team guy. By the way, all when you go watch uh, YouTube and it's like, here's a Doug Gilmore hits collection. All of the hits are illegal. Uh, like oh. literally every player from the eighties was leaving their feet. They're all just jumping at each other. Yeah. Him and everyone else. Yeah. Um, and on defense, I want to see a Jake Muzzin, Boria Salming defense pair. Oh yeah. Who like wants that. to play Boria? I got 37 stitches to the face. Salming, not you, not me. And that guy has his own underwear in Sweden and he's the model. Cause he's still in shape. He's got a six pack. And he's like 86. The guy's insane. Yeah. Brian McCabe uh, re- referred to him as Skeletor um, after the uh, <laughs> after the um, the alumni game at the Centennial Classic. If, if, you ta- if you talk to Leafs alumni, like former Leaf players about Boreas Salming and playing with them, they're like, I don't, I don't know. He's just a, he's a, he's a demon. He's crazy. Just, and, can I sidebar that for a second? Sure. Hockey does alumni better than any other sport. I think it's a Canadian mm. thing where we all we super joyous and we all get together and that sort of stuff and we love all off hockey. But I feel like hockey, like any other sport, does alumni better. Anyway, sidebar. Huh. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, no one's watching alumni uh, uh, basketball games very much. You're not going to get they have the big out there. three league. But, like, that's not the stars. Man, Those I just guys. can't wait to see Gilbert Arenas against <laughs> Hito Turkoglu or whatever. Dude, like, Big Three League is, like, vicious, actually. And like, they're doing really, really competitive. Well. Yeah. But that's not, that's not like, hey, charity tournament with a bunch of guys who you're like, this guy is, should be on a mountain somewhere. That's how important he is to my life. And he's just out there playing hockey. Yeah. You know, like, that's, yeah. that's a cool thing that hockey does that I feel like no other sport really has. Well, like think about this when the Leafs had that 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 outdoor game on New Year's Day and they had the uh, the Leafs alumni versus the Wings alumni. I was and there. 
they and you were there and mike palmatier who's like 78 is out there and he falls and makes a save and has to leave yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's enough that's enough i gotta go I will, to take him out <laughs> i will anyway. thank him forever for that because it was a great moment and also for me it meant two periods of felix podvin mm-hmm. oh yes so i was yes. just like oh this rules yeah i mean it was just it was fun and then you know i also love chris draper and gary roberts getting into it that was like they hated each other <laughs> yeah like that was real oh, that was real. it's pretty sweet right like that's pretty yeah. cool I remember uh, sitting up in the like top bleachers of BMO Field, and it was so incredibly cold because oh. you're right on the lake, you're up top, so it's just just frigid air the entire time. But it was worth it. it was a Jesse, lot of who would you who would you pick? Oh, I didn't. I gotta think about that. Okay. Um, McGinley, McGilney. McGilney. No, no, no. I say it right. No, <laughs> no. Jesse right, says it like half of Leaf fans ever says it. Yeah, yeah. McGillney so, was amazing. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, defenseman, defenseman. Uh, bring back Dion. Give him a Whoa, second shot. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Stop it! Dion, yo, to- Dion. Peak Dion in Calgary was pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, that's Peak the Dion I want. Stanley Cup Final Dion, I like that. <laughs> yeah, but no, then no, no, a few no. years want... later, he's like, what do you mean I got to pivot? We're anyway. not asking for a few years later. We're asking for peak. Peak oh, Dion, okay. where he's just trucking guys, just blowing people up at Sunrise. That was fun. That was fun. No, in all honesty, you bring back um, Caberle. No. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised nobody said McCabe, because McCabe was really good. I thought about McCabe. it. Yeah, McCabe was yeah. good. And, and also... Uh, uh, a little shout out to Wendell Clark as well. We love you, Wendell. Yeah. Okay. Enough credit. Um, I, I received some mail. Okay. Um, oh, during God. the show. Mrs. Dangle brought it down. During got, the show. <laughs> I got a shirt. It's, uh, it's uh, what is it? Shinny? Shinny and Co? Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm showing you this is because this is Daryl Boyce's company. Remember Daryl Boyce? Yeah. F- Puck to the face, Daryl Boyce? Uh, no, not puck to the face, Daryl Boys. Daryl Boys who fell into the camera hole in the boards and got half his nose ripped. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And uh, got it stitched back on. Did not miss a game. Oh god, he returned the next game. I believe that was against the Hurricanes. Are you Everything still in touch? Weird. With... Are you in touch with him? Yeah, he DM me. He's like, you want some clothes? I go, yes, I do, Daryl Boys. <laughs> And he sent them to me. <laughs> Been a while since Vancouver 2010. You want to refresh there, Stephen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So now I'm going to wear these until, oh. I don't know, three or four Olympics from now. Look at that. Thank wow. you, boys. I nice. appreciate that. Oh, nice. Like that. That's cool. Hey, um, uh, Steve, Habs, uh, Habs Reddit wanted to buy you a Habs jersey. What, do you, what would you rather them do? Because I think there's a really important charitable aspect here. Yeah, so someone someone was like, "Hey, do you want a you know you want a Habs jersey or whatever?" And they, I think they said it jokingly because I got this Team Canada jersey in the shadow box that's behind me on the streams, and I I honestly would put a Habs jersey in there, but I don't have one anymore because I auctioned off my Jerkshire '69 jersey. Who's got nice. a couple hundred bucks for that uh, uh, towards Easter seals? Um, but so er, before the season began. Uh, I don't even remember how it came up, but I said to Montreal Canadiens fans, something along the lines of, if you raise $2,000 for Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, I'll make a video that's about how great the Habs are. And I did. I made the whole video. It's it's called The Habs Are Wonderful and Good. (laughs) And you can find it on my YouTube channel. Um, So I did that. And then someone said that about the, the jersey. 
And so I said, okay, if you raise a thousand bucks for all the streams in the Stanley Cup final, I'll put a Habs jersey in that shadow box. And immediately I'm getting responses from people like, we're all drunk and happy. Like, ask for more. And honestly, by the time Monday rolls around, which is when the Stanley Cup final is supposed to start, it, it looks like it's it's uh, conceivable we could hit 10. Wow. $10,000 for charity? Wow. Yeah, that's what Holy I've been told. God. I haven't been able to ta- no, uh, tally it hit, myself. If you hit 10, you're putting on the jersey. Wow. Sure. Fuck it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of money for a great cause. Dude. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Put on yeah. the jersey. Do yeah, whatever for that. I don't give a shit. I've put one on before and I did yeah. it like for a bet with Merrick on ice surfing. If you raise 10 grand, I'll do it too. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So there's that, but they're like, Oh, what, what Jersey should we get him and what number? And let's make it 67. I saw on the Reddit thing, but okay. So I can't get into my Reddit account. So let me just say, do not buy me a Habs Jersey. Do not. But jerseys are expensive. They're like 300 bucks or whatever. Like if you get me the pro stitched, whatever, don't put that money towards Easter seals. I know someone who's a Habs fan who lives not too far away. They have an extra Jersey. I'm going to borrow it. And then I'm going to give it back immediately. And, but I'm going to borrow it for the streams and it'll go in the shadow box as promised. Love. Love. And you're also going to wear one. Only if you hit 10 K. Okay. Okay. Deal. (laughs) Got to hit 10 K. I love that. Um, So just send me a receipt, like send me a screenshot of the tax receipt that you get from uh, uh, sick kids in Toronto. Um, If your info's on it, please hide it. That is all. Are you going to do something with that? No, no. It's so I can tally. Yeah. And send it. There's, there's a Twitter account for the Habs Reddit here. Let me, let me find it. Tweet it at them in case I lose it. Um, they are Habs on Reddit okay. on Twitter. So just um, Habs on Reddit. One more thing. Uh, and I think this is long overdue to all the Montreal Canadian fans out there. Oh. Congratulations. Congratulations. Enjoy this. We will be enjoying it with you. Uh, I, as, as what would happen if the Leafs ever made the finals, don't worry, they won't. Um, if they ever did, I know that you couldn't cheer for the Leafs. But I will lovingly cheer for you, the Habs fans, and, uh, and, and be happy for you when good things happen. This has been pretty great. And I have had so many people DM me just a crow. Uh, <laughs> like just a picture of a crow. You said they wouldn't win a game. So. I did. I did. Bro. I was, you know what? I was only off by four. Most SMS are off way by, like way more than that. So, I mean, come on. The Habs are going to win, aren't they? That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, we're also forgetting another thing. What is it? Tampa Bay and New York play a game seven tonight. We haven't talked oh, right. about it at all. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. By the time this gets up, it'll be like second period, though. Yeah, sure. that's why yeah. I kind of avoided it. But uh, <laughs> what do you think happens? What's your prediction? I have a really hard time betting against Tampa. Me too, but I'm all in on the Islanders. I told you that at the beginning of the series. I'm all in on the Islanders. I think history has taught us uh, you fade Adam Wilde. So that means Tampa is going to win. There you go. Let me just say the Stanley Cup final is one game away from potentially being the team Tavares left and the team Tavares never gave an interview to. And (laughs) let me tell you, you're about to have a rough summer, Leafs Nation. It's going to be a rough, rough summer. 
<laughs> throw, throw, throw your phone away. Touch grass. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay. So we'll see you Monday. Love you. If you get that second vax, take a couple days off. Seriously. I'm a little sweaty and, and pallid this today for a reason. So uh, love you guys. Uh, stay safe. Go Islanders. And we'll see you Monday for a Stanley Cup preview. How about that? How about that? The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.